0: Okay, so I want to talk about a big problem people have today. I'm not even going to do my usual introduction. That's how big a problem I think this is. And this is, I really want to help you guys as traders. Um, Because one thing a lot of people do early with their strategies is that they remove data. Okay, they start recording a strategy. They have a set criteria. So let's say they're using the software on BetfairTradingCommunity.com and they go, okay, I want games where the teams have over 2.5 goals 70% of the time. I want the odds on over 2.5 goals to be above 1.5. So I know that I should always in theory be getting value with this strategy. And I want to test this data. I'm just going to record these results. I'm going to paper trade as it's always suggested by you guys. And then I'm going to go from there. Okay? Now that is actually a really good way to start a strategy okay very simple you've got two main set of criteria there you've got the over 2.5 goals being 70 percent of the time or more and you've got the odds being above 1.50 on over 2.5 goals now if you in case you don't know odds of 1.50 are about 66 between 66 67 chance of it happening okay So if you're taking odds of 1.50 or above, you're basically getting odds that say, hey, there's 67% chance or less that there will be over 2.5 goals. Well, if your statistics are telling you these teams are going to have it 70% of the time plus, then in theory, you should be getting value, right? Because you're backing at odds that are saying there's less chance. When you know that in, in theory there should be more chance that's how value is created on betfair trading right that's in theory in essence how you should be looking at all strategies to come up with a hypothesis of this is how i'm going to make money trading a strategy i'm going to find a strategy where the odds are higher than they should be that is essentially betfair trading in a nutshell You want odds that are higher than they should be because if you're not getting odds that are higher than they should be, you're not getting value and you will not make money over time. That is simple, that is, it's really simple when you actually break it down. It is very simple. The difficulty is executing that because what you would then have to do is test said strategy, okay? Because what you can't do is go, Well, this. I've set up this strategy this way. Therefore, I should expect that every single match is going to happen the way I think. And this strategy will automatically make money no matter what. Because often that isn't the case. And the reason for this is very simple. You've got variance in trading. But also, certain leagues produce different outcomes. You know, you might get certain leagues where there aren't many goals. And these teams may have stats recently that suggest there are goals in their games, but actually when you look at the average, you kind of realize this is going to revert to me. So one thing you need to do is test the data. And once you've tested the data for a prolonged amount of time, then you can look at it and go, okay. So let's say I test these results and I get 500 games and I then go and look at the results. I can then go, OK, I've got 500 results. Let's say the strategy broke even. OK, over 500 results, this strategy breaks even. And I'm sitting there going, oh, 500 games and I haven't made a profit in testing. What should I do? Now, this is the crux of what I want to get to today. What I want to talk about is when you get to this point. This is what the focus of this podcast is. When you get to these 500 results or however many you want to do it on, but I suggest 500 as kind of the base. And then you go, okay, now I've got 500 data points, which is about a quarter of what I need, which is about a quarter of what is is good for data points. What do I do from then onwards? How do I then make this become an interesting strategy? Because some people would turn around and go, well, I've had 500 results and I've broken even. Now, that essentially means that this strategy is not valid. It's not any good. I don't want to be breaking even after 500 games. I'm going to get rid of the strategy. That is a problem. It's a problem for this reason. You've got a lot of solid data here that you could work on and you could improve. And you're going to throw that away because, well, you know, one league might not be performing really well. If you've got data that says you've broken even, I bet there's one league in that data that you could remove. Just one that would automatically make that quite a nice strategy. okay? because there's bound to be one league that's 10, maybe even 20 points down. Right. And then you remove that and you go, hang on. This would have actually done well. So the next step often will be, well, I'll look at removing leagues or I'll look at changing odds. I'll look at which odds I'm trading at. Maybe I need to increase the odds. Maybe 1.50 is too low. Maybe I should only be looking at the games that qualify that are 1.6 plus, that are 1.7 plus. Maybe on the other side of it, when I get odds that are above, you know, well, let's say 2.5, those odds are too high and not many of those are winning. So maybe I can cut some of those higher odds. Now that might seem counterintuitive when we talk about value. If you go, well, oh, hang on, surely the higher the odds, the better. Well, no, it's not that simple with fair trading. It's not a simple case of the higher the odds, the better. The reality is the best thing you can have is an odds range that works. So just because something's bigger odds doesn't mean it's necessarily better for you. And the reason is this. If it's not winning, it's not any good. And you might say, well, Martin, but surely if these matches are saying there should be 70% chance of winning and I'm getting odds of 2.5, that's huge value and it should be winning. Well, if you just look at it as a base theory, then yes, but we're not doing that. We're taking a hypothesis and testing it. This is what all data analysts do. This is what all scientists do with every experiment they do. And that's what we should be doing when we're testing. And the reason is this. Look, if I look at the last few games and the two teams have had 70% chance over 2.5 goals and then the odds are 2.5, what you should be actually thinking is, hang on, this might be a little bit too good to be true, right? This might actually be a touch too good to be true here because, in reality, those odds are very high for 2.5 goals. When you see odds of 2.5 on over 2.5 goals, that is very rare. Those are high odds. It's usually much closer to evens than that. So, what the market's telling you is hang on, we know something here. Now, I'm not talking about fixing games or anything. What the market's saying is. This league doesn't have a lot of goals. These teams don't usually have a lot of goals. The recent games might have been an anomaly, okay, and that is a reason why you might find okay those odds aren't often winning, and even though you might think well they should be value in theory. They're not winning. The The point about all of this, essentially, because you might be sitting again, this is a little bit over my head, Martin. and I'm sorry, but this is advanced thinking. But that's kind of what we're into here. Right. We want to train all traders of all abilities. So some of the podcasts will be more geared towards absolute beginners and some will be more geared towards the pro level, which is what this is. But you should all be listening to this and you should all be taking this in. Because essentially, this is what will help elevate you as a Betfair trader. Because what doesn't matter is what you think, (laughs) right? In base terms, what I think does not matter. What essentially matters is what the data is telling me. Now, if I look at these 500 games and I go, well, the odds range that seems to work is 1.6 to 2.2. Well, that's an odds range you want to look at, okay? I might look at it and go, well, actually, the 1.5 is working really well. But actually, it's the odds above 2.0 that are struggling. Maybe I remove those. OK, so let's say you find which leagues work and you find which odds range works. Where do you go from there? Well, you've got a couple of options. And I think they're actually there's two really good options here. The first one is to create two more filters, create two more strategies, one that removes the leagues that don't work and one that chooses the odds range that works. Okay, the reason for this is very simple. You will now have two strategies that have done well over the 500 games, and you can now record the results from those strategies. And in theory, your ROI should go up. Your rate of interest should go up because you've removed things that aren't working. The absolute critical thing at this point and the critical mistake a lot of traders are making and and the reason I've created this podcast today is that they will then remove their original filter or they will edit the original filter rather than saving a new one. That's the wrong thing to do. You must keep the original version and keep testing that data. The reason is this. Let's say you remove the original filter. Suddenly you start trading the next 500 games and you go, oh, it's broken even again, or, or, heaven forbid, it's lost money. Why has this happened? And then you go, well, there was always a chance that was gonna happen because all you're doing a lot of the time when you remove leagues or an odds range let's say after a few hundred results, there's a chance you're just removing the variance factor. And the reason those leagues didn't work in those 500 games was that the variance just said, well, they didn't work, but they're not necessarily bad leagues. So this is why you need to keep the original filter. You need to keep double-checking it. And if you look at the original filter and suddenly a league that wasn't doing well starts doing well, then you can go, okay, that filter clearly works this is the thing right we need to see the original data now how many data points do you want to get i was speaking to someone about this the other day and he said he was a data analyst data scientist and he actually said we look at 2000 data points before we see that something is a trend or we think that it's you know pretty much definitively a trend rather than just being, you know, maybe a trend. We want 2,000 data points. And that's really interesting, right? Because you can imagine 2,000 data points is a very, very solid place to be. And that's the thing, yeah? 2,000 data points is very good. And we want a good amount of data points, okay? We want what the scientists are going to say, well, this isn't just random chance anymore. This is actually genuinely a good thing. And that's the key, right? That's the absolute key. We want our data to be able to say, we don't think this is variance. We don't think this is just blind luck. This strategy has done well because it's a good strategy. So keep the original filter, keep testing it. And then when you get the thousand, let's say you get to a thousand, right? You've done 500, then you get to a thousand, that original one. You can then go back again and look at which leagues worked. Which odds range works? Was it the same as when you're at 500? Because it might be different. And you might have something more conclusive. Now, when you get to 2000 data points, you've got a decision to make. You could go, I'm still going to keep the original filter and keep trading that and see how it goes. And I I would recommend that. But you could also go, okay, now I know which odds and leagues I want to trade. And that's what I'm going with. And create that filter. And that should be a very strong filter. And I I think you should do that. I would still recommend keeping the original. I mean, it's only a case of having two filters, uh, two two separate filters. It's not a case of having, you know, to go, oh, I'm going to have all these different seven, eight, nine different strategies I'm testing. No, you're still testing the same strategy. You're just looking at it in a couple of different ways. And remember, every selection on your original strategy every selection from your original data set will be in your second one. Right? So that you're not going to get a, sh- a selection in your second filter that is not in your first one. That's not the case. Now you will get some in the second one. Sorry, you will get some in the first ones that aren't in the new one, of course, because you've removed data, you've removed leaks and odds. So you're not going to have as many selections, but the key is you aren't testing different data sets. You're just testing a more filtered version of the same original data set. And that's key. And I think this is really crucial. And I think this is a massive mistake a lot of you guys make. You either edit your original filter and you just totally lose the data that you originally had and you're not testing that anymore because you want to split test. You want to be able to put the two side by side and go, well, this is why this one's working and this is why this one isn't working. All right, guys, hope that makes sense. Keep your original data sets. Test the two alongside each other and that's the way to go. Have a great one, guys, and I'll speak to you soon.